Alright. My bloody Valentine. And when you were asleep and you're listening to Try All You Want, this is episode number 17. And for all you people listening to this on the podcast, when we do the on-demand version of this thing, <laughs> this is number 17 for us. I do can't we believe need to uh, acknowledge the shirt? Do I need to acknowledge the shirt you're wearing this evening? Um, the shirt is, it's, it's shoegazer's shirt or no, 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 is it no. just this Hawaiian? Is, this is my spring summer gear. I thought, because it was like 22 degrees, 24 degrees this week, it was time. Time to break out the kit, man. My summer gigs can't be been messing around. It's been cold in London today, though. It's been cold in London. No, no, it's been cold here as well. This is the problem with the whole British thing is you guys have a summer one day, the very next damn day. You're back in winter again. So we hit 22, and then boom, the next day, I was back in my coat, almost put my gloves on, had my scarf on when I went out for my little ramble in the countryside. I'm thinking, what the hell is this, man? You'd think yeah, after 20-some-odd years of living here, I'd be used to it, but still, still can't stand it. So a bit of uh, bubble engagement for you. As we came out of this uh, partial, well, we're now in a partial lockdown, I suppose. There are still restrictions, but you uh, looked like you were making the most of it during the week. I was, man. I got out, seen some people I haven't seen for a long time. I mean, I never stuck to the rules anyway, did we, according to you? No. <laughs> I was already a bubble buster even before we got let out. But yeah, I got to... I got to see some some folks, which was uh, pretty cool. As Sarah, she's getting ready to move to Scotland on me as well, man. What's up with that? So if you're listening, Sarah, that's some bullshit. Is this your wisdom experience co-host? No, no, no. Uh, digital, Havana. No, Havana. Havana. Yeah. I, I lose track of all your shows. <laughs> Given that her accent is as mangled as yours, God only knows what moving to Scotland is going to do to her accent. Yeah, well, her husband's uh, Scottish. And that's they they lived there before they lived here, but she went to I guess she got a master's or a doctor's or whatever in Cambridge. So she's been here quite a long time as well in the UK. So, you know, there you have it. A Havana regular show wasn't enough to keep her in the country. No. You didn't dangle that option in front of her. No, no. I I I yeah, she kinda, you know, went off to do her yoga meditation thing which is why she left the havana show i know you're probably thinking she just couldn't deal with my ego so she took off is that what it was she probably <laughs> thought how, how many shows is this guy doing you know, i only had the one movie? show then that was it and then uh you know so now i got lots of shows spread it around i gotta spread the love dude and the common theme is that you're on all of the shows you're not one of those uh, producers who lurks in the shadows. You have to be involved. There's a touch of the puff daddy <laughs> about you, isn't there? You have to have an appearance. You have to, you have to be there. You don't step back. Yeah, I can't let the be others shine. You're, you're there. No, because that means I have to do all the work and don't get any of the glory. <laughs> mm. Do you know if I'm just lurking around in the background? What the hell good is that? Hey, I was trying some. Um, a friend of mine recommended some Wim Hof deep breathing techniques and I'd never done it before and it was pretty hardcore the beginners 
video holding your breath for 90 second stretches but thankfully someone else has alerted me and i've now heard it from several people that it is quite common particularly if people are pausing the videos as is recommended to extend their breath holding that it can lead to nosebleeds and i did a bit of online uh, research in in the last couple of days and there's definitely a connection between deep breathing exercises uh, well breath holding really and nosebleeds did it you get a nosebleed then an issue no i didn't because i was just doing the 90 second breath holds but so what's you know, the tell to so enlighten us for those who aren't familiar with Wilhelm Hoff. what is this it's uh well he does these deep breathing meditation videos i'd never come across them i've done plenty of meditation stuff and it can work i, I think it depends on how open you are to these things i'm not always very open but i can definitely see as you get older and life becomes more stressful and you know we're living in this digital age it's all overwhelming it's a good way to switch off but i have to say the first time last week that I was holding my breath for 90 seconds, I was thinking, my God, this is this is hard and I'm not going to get carried away and try and go beyond 90 seconds here. But as I say, I can completely appreciate that nosebleeds can be an issue because, well, I'm going to do it from time to time, but I'm not going beyond the 90 seconds. So, so do you do, so, so yeah, how do you do it? What's this process? Hold your you breath do, for 90 you seconds? It, no, well, you, you, first of all, there are a number of breathing exercises, each of which takes you into the breath holding. So he'll tell you to take uh, breathe in. So he's constantly saying breathe in, and it's all deep breaths and, you know, uh, deep exhalations. So... <sighs> So you're constantly going like that. He's building you to that moment every minute where you are then told to hold your breath for 90 seconds. Right. And that last breath before you're, before you know you're going to be holding your breath for 90 seconds, you start thinking, okay, I better take a really deep breath here because this is going to be difficult. And I'm a decent swimmer and holding my breath, you know, maybe for a minute underwater is doable for me. But this was, um, this was difficult. And I'm glad that I'm aware of possible side effects. I think I would rather go for the gentler meditation. I think that might be more apt for someone like me. <laughs> but uh, the idea is to slow your heart rate down. Okay, yeah, because I've seen some of his videos and I've seen, the, you know, he takes the ice baths, hangs out in just shorts in the Arctic conditions, that kind of thing. So, yeah, he's yeah. an interesting character. And then what's your goal then with this Wilm Hof thing? Are you trying to calm uh, down? Are you preparing well, I've, to... I've, I've been doing it for about 10 years, on and off. I mean, the meditation side of things is very sporadic. And you're still uh, that screwed up as you are? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't work, well, dude. You need to get something the, else. Um, I do basic yoga, very, very basic yeah. yoga every day. You uh, seem just, too wound up to you do know, yoga. Really good stretches. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, that I wouldn't say that comment is as bad as last week's one where you went in with a lean and I can't imagine you doing sports. <laughs> you know, so I could take that. You could take that. All right, good man. No, that's cool. No, I, I um, you know, I dabble in the old meditation from time I'm to time. I'm sure you do. I don't think there's anything you don't dabble yeah. in. You are a dabbler. I do the mindful meditation, kind of the whole Zen thing. I was watching uh. Master Yi yesterday, Shiloh Tempo. That's what you should do. You should go join the Shiloh Tempo. That would be your thing. Get Who your hair shaved off. Martial arts thing. Yeah, they do kung fu, qigong. Um, but it sounds like it would be good for you. You go live in a monastery. You're you're already a monk now. You're a monk, urban monk, aren't you? You I just sit I in am, that yeah. apartment. You got no babe. 
You got no life. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that we're still talking on this show like it's the 90s. <laughs> Do you know? So you might as well, you know, become a proper monk. You know, get that austerity bit going, I think. It'd be all right. So check you're it out. Doing wonders. You... You're doing wonders for my self-esteem every Friday. It's lucky I'm a confident guy. I'm trying to break you down so I can build you back up. I'm your project, am I? <laughs> yeah, it's how to do army stuff. I break you down, then I can build you back up, make you a better man. Like Steve Austin, you know, you'll be bigger, badder, stronger, faster. Hey, if you could get any part of your body, if you could have a bionic part to your body, what would it be <laughs> yeah. if you were going down that? No, and let's keep it clean. <laughs> I know the way your mind works. If I could have a bionic part of my body, I think I'd do the leg things because if you could run and jump and. The oh, jumping always impressed me with Steve yeah, yeah. Austin. And That'd that sound. It, it's the running would be great. Imagine if you could just haul ass like that. You wouldn't need a car anymore. You can get to play. I could come down and punch you in the face right now and then run back <laughs> between the songs. <laughs> Do you know? You know, talking about those 70s, 80s shows, uh, which were quite violent, actually, the A-Team, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a pretty violent show. But... You always saw someone getting getting knocked unconscious with a kind of bang on the back of the head or a chop on the back of the neck. And I always thought, is it really that easy to knock someone unconscious? It might be. That's how you kill a, a rabbit. If you're in a survival situation, you do the karate chop behind the back of the neck. you got to catch it first, I guess. Well, yeah, we, ca- we caught them. And then you just do the karate chop in the back of the head, snap. You don't want them. You want them to be calm, so you stroke their little nose, so that they're and that's it. They're done. Yeah. All right. So shoegazing tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, the things you do when you're a young man, you know. This is this was my life. My life was killing chickens and rabbits and people and stuff. So there you go. What are you gonna do? So this uh, episode, we're doing shoegazing. Now, you picked this. In fact, I have a, a little bone to pick with you here because I've seen your tweet. Yeah, about uh, the I will say I at the outset, I'm not, well, actually, there's been another tweet this evening. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I'm not convinced that, oh, you're about to hear a police siren. I am in South London, of course. Just let it go by. There it is. Um, I'm not convinced that you're a shoegazer because I think a key part of being a shoegazer is you've got to be an introvert there's that connection with the music you're not an introvert i think this is another thing that you're saying you're really into because well, you've no, got to no, get never, this is this is what this is what my bone of contention is you suggested let's do a shoegazing episode but and I, I didn't think you'd go for it because i didn't think you'd know what i was talking about yeah but just you, you know me you know that i have to <laughs> dabble into everything so when you said it i said okay well that's cool and so I was expecting you to come back with, you know, a list of tunes. They're, but they're you came back songs, with two. Clay. Yeah, but one of them is nearly nine minutes long, you which I hope it. is going to be played all the way to the end. And then I'm you not give, confident you've got the attention span for that song. I might not. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then you give me a stick for doing yeah, six and you just took two. Six. Well, t- two things here. I said, because one of my songs is so long, I'm not going to have three songs. Just, just go with two i'm fine with that and i thought okay clay will have four songs this week no clay doesn't have four <laughs> songs this week clay has to have six and i now spend my saturdays stripping out the music for the podcast edition and it's even more work for me yeah. now tomorrow oh, yeah, because I didn't clay's think about got that. to have six songs 
next week we'll have 18 songs now. And actually, I added some more because I added in the um, My Bloody Valentine, When You Sleep, to start the show off with. Because as I was doing my little research on shoegazing, they are accredited as one of the, the three bands that kind of brought in the whole shoegaze era. So it was the Cocteau Twins... Jesus oh, and Cocteau Mary Chain. Twins yeah. are magnificent. Yeah. And, uh, I think Cocteau Twins, I've mentioned the lady there, Liz Fraser. For me, she's the best female vocalist, bar none. Well, cool, because I put her in the list, but she's at the bottom, but I can bring her up. And I thought it was only fitting to start with, you know, pioneer of it um, before we jump into some of these Which Cocteau Twins song are you going to play? Because you strike me as being relatively new to the Cocteau Twins. So uh, we also Cherry Coloured Funk. We've already had that song, the cover version, a few weeks ago. Well, cover doesn't cut it. This no, is but the, the cover deal. actually, the cover actually was much better. That's was the it? thing. All right. Well, yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll cut. I think I'll rethink the Cocteau one. Twins thing. Step away from what you don't know, and play to your strengths today, Claylo. I think that's what we. Well, none. Do. Of, this is a, this is a show of discovery for me. This is my point. My point is, I didn't know. I mean, I heard the term, but I wasn't quite into this music. So I took it as an opportunity to learn some more about this particular genre. So I did my little research, found some bands, picked some songs that I liked, and uh, see what it's like, see what's going on. So there it is. Let's get into this next tune then. Um, I think we should probably go, did you? Which one are you? What did you have? Oh, yeah, you have this uh, There She Goes, don't you? That was one of your... No, 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 we, we discussed that. Did we? Yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced that that song is a shoegazing song, so, right, so you don't I suggested to... we stick to the other two. So I got a problem with one of them. Not, I don't have a problem. Uh, Spotify had a problem with one, but I've got a workaround. So it wouldn't let me um, move that one song. I got the drop 19s, but it wouldn't let me move the other song. Into the this playlist. is probably something we could have discussed pre-show, really. I don't think this makes for exciting radio, unless yeah, we're doing right, some man. bonus do some right. bonus material here, you know? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll cover for you. All right, well, let's get with some uh, the Kick the Tragedy, drop 19s. So any particular reason you chose these guys as a... I think it's a... It's an epic shoegazing song. They were only 19 when they wrote it. They're now, I think, in their late 40s, early 50s. To just be able to produce one song like that in your career is is more than enough, I think. To be able to do that at such a young age is nothing short of magnificent. Nice. And then we've got to see when we come back if Hatman's in the audience tonight or has he dumped oh, us again for another again. date? Yeah. That guy's getting is 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 this um how is he meeting these women? Is it via the hat man topless calendar? Is that I think how? that's how, I, I think that is. I think he or puts those up. No, I, th- I think it's that. I think he does those shirtless things on TikTok, put it out there, and then the women just, you know, send him DMs in the next I haven't know, seen, date. I haven't seen calendars like um hat man since Cliff Richard peaked with his calendars, I think. <laughs> and it's been a few years since he did one. I'll have to break out my naked calendar I did um photo shoot. <laughs> I don't think I've got I don't think I'm gonna explore that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the drop nineteens and kick the tragedy. Drop nineteens. See I can I could deal with this uh shoegazing business, you know? It's all right. How can you produce something like that at such a young age? I think that's incredible. That's good, man. Age is just a number, as they say. 
<laughs> you know, they probably, you know, living under the at home, don't have to worry about anything, spend all your time playing music. What's what's the deal? It's all good. Were you in the army by nineteen? Oh yeah, dude. I was gone at seventeen and a half. I was out making the world safe for democracy. Hell yeah, I'm baby. surprised, given how curious you are when it comes to knowledge, that you didn't go all the way in education. I did. I went you to... I was in the army. Well, yeah, I went to the military academy. Okay. Yeah, yeah four-year university, West Point. Right. Yeah, so I was a military history major, minored in systems engineering. Then you do your four years there, get your commission as a second lieutenant. And then go and jump out of airplanes and blow stuff up. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad I wasn't born in the States because I think I'd have struggled with the whole proms thing. I don't think I'd have had a chance of getting a girl to go to the proms with me at 15 <laughs> or 16. And also I find it really strange that they drive out there at the age of 15. It just looks really weird. Well, it depends uh, on what uh, state you're in, but okay. yeah, you can These get your kids permit at like cars. 15, 16. Yeah. Looks really odd. Oh, well, you know, I don't, I mean, do they don't do proms here, no? Is that not a thing? It's starting to come in, unfortunately. I think it's a horrible thing. Is it because of TV? They're being influenced by the movies they watch. Yeah, also, in our school years were changed, so they now sound very American. I think it might have been actually the influence of Australian soaps in the 80s because I left school in the late 80s, and if, you know, the secondary years, at secondary school, it was, your first year, you were a first year. Your second year, you were a second year. Now, I think it's all broken down into years. So you've got these stupid terms like year one, year two, year three. I've, you know, that wasn't a British thing. That started in the early 90s. Mm. And I've, I've spoken to people who were still in education at that point, And I can't remember the specific phrase, but it was, it was very amusing. Someone once said to me, I left in... June 92 as a second year I came back in September 92 and all of a sudden I was blah 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 whatever it was whatever the new school year term was it's again I think that's the American influence but we don't do year one year two we do freshman sophomore junior senior yeah even sillier but uh, I think it might be the Australian (laughs) thing then yeah no we're not year one year two what the hell is that come on it is it's silly so you seem a bit subdued tonight man what's happening is someone pissing your cornflakes this morning or what <laughs> you didn't get enough toast <laughs> what's going on over there i'm okay it's uh it's been a fairly productive oh, you've been week. smoking they... some doobies before the show no i wouldn't do anything <laughs> like that especially whilst living alone uh maybe today's the whole it's two things it's good friday i'm not a big meat eater but obviously as a as a catholic this is the one day of the year where you mustn't eat meat so that becomes a fairly when i'm told i can't do something i worry about forgetting that you know uh, okay. uh, i've just messed up one year and i haven't had any re- to forget it we haven't had any meat today is that what it is no so i've had fish and we've spoken about this before i'm not a big fish guy i don't like the smell of fish either so the windows have been open for a couple of hours after making the fish this evening and the other thing is and I think I mentioned this on my other show in the last couple of weeks. I mention it every year, actually. I don't suffer from winter blues. For me, it's spring. It's a real problem for me and has been since I've been a young guy. It, it, I've noticed it. it. The start of spring, the first four or five weeks are always really bad for me. It's yeah. just something about that seasonal change that affects me. Because yeah, you're just an odd dude, isn't it? 
you got to be contrary to everybody. So if everybody Maybe. else gets the winter blues, you get to yeah, spring Yeah, I like blues. winter. I like winter. I like venturing out, your big coat, your lots of pockets, books nah. and stuff in your pockets, your, 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 your phone, your iPod, if you've still got an iPod. The other night, it was Tuesday, and I thought, well, the good thing about spring is now I don't have to worry about crowbarring a run in during the day. I can just go in the evening. <laughs> I went to the park in the evening. I didn't know that it was the warmest March day in about yeah. 20 years. The park was rammed. Uh, urinators everywhere, <laughs> you know, and I didn't like it. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy who likes big gatherings. And I, one of the things that stopped me running for years was actually I was always very self-conscious. I didn't like the idea of being seen to be running. Because um, of your chicken legs. No, nothing to do with uh, your obsession with my legs. It's um, <laughs> I just don't like, I, 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 I don't know, I suppose it's, I don't know, I just feel very self-conscious doing things like that because I'm always looking at other runners and their style of their uh, gait, and it always varies. Sometimes you see people, their gait is really bad when they're running, and I always hope, I hope my gait's not like that when I'm running. I certainly think when I'm going uphill, it probably is. Are you a good runner? I think I've become decent i don't think i'll ever be great i don't enjoy it enough to be great but last night i made a big breakthrough because i do think i've been suffering with the effects of the post uh, virus effects i've really noticed it last mm. night i just went through the pain barrier and um just did just under 7k and it was really difficult but i needed to do it mentally because i've been really concerned about the effects of the virus on me and if we can just go back to um uh, well, staying on long COVID for a moment longer, there's been a couple of incidents in the last month where two well-known boxers have fought and lost and they've both had COVID. And I think we're mm. so close to the beginning of this that we don't fully understand this. And I think even sportsmen don't understand the impact of long COVID on their bodies. And these guys, particularly one, has he came back, he's the world, cha uh, world champion, unbeaten and lost to an, uh, an unfancied Mexican. And you just think, how did that happen? And I'm sure it's uh, long COVID in his case. He completely underestimated the effects of COVID on his body. Ah, I see. So what have you been up to then this week? What have you been up to? Not much. It's been, I've done two really long interviews uh, for my football show. I've not been doing much learning a lot to do with this mixer watching videos that you've sent me asking you the odd technical question um <laughs> hey yeah. and i haven't had a 3 a.m call from you in no, ages none this week i've been trying to figure out how what the possibilities might be this year in terms of theater i've been connecting with other writers producers and directors because i want to try and see a way forward because my motivation is so flat you know i'm doing a lot of stuff but it's the creative writing that i'm missing and i want to know physically i know that there is funding out there now to do stuff but physically how will you make something how will your actors work never mind what the seating capacity will be like in venues how do you make something now and also we're in the spring realistically the summer is too soon to be able to rehearse something find all the actors etc uh -huh. but if you don't make anything this summer there's every chance we'll be in another lockdown have you written a winter. role for me yet i haven't no i'm, I'm determined on, to do a project without any of my egomaniac come friends. on dude you gotta write me a part and get me into a play come on i didn't know you were i didn't know you were an actor as yeah, well man quite. come on god damn you gotta i want you gotta write me into one of your plays I'm in, I'm down. 
And uh, Baxi says, yeah, I guess he's saying that your thing is called Morkatid syndrome, common yeah. in Scandinavia. The spirit does not want to give up the long, dark winters. So there's a Scandinavian name for what you have, which is interesting. Yeah, impressive there from uh, Baxi. I mean, I welcome the fact that I don't have to turn on the heating anymore, although it's not very good. So I welcome the drop in uh, heating bills. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I quite like the winter. I really do, especially the build up to Christmas. January, February, they're tough. Nah. No getting away from now that. Now, back, back to this role that you're writing for me. What kind of role are you going to write for me? Come on. It's a man who has to have a finger in every pie going and he's spreading himself <laughs> too thinly and he runs a radio station and he's got a number of shows there but the co-presenters are getting a little pee because they're thinking why is this guy not allowing us to shine as individuals why is he there involved with everything is he a control freak who is this guy <laughs> is it going to be uh did you used to watch wkrp in cincinnati the TV show. It was a sitcom. No, uh, you no. should check it out. They got some episodes on uh, YouTube. I mean, it's like early. I mean, it's like 60s or whatever, 70s. I guess it would have been 70s. Um, but yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, check it out. But yeah, we could use another radio kind of I, I, I tell you what, Clay. I, you know, we, we've talked about in, in, in the last few months my difficulty in finding the, the focus to finding sit through and watch a watch a film last night i had this overwhelming craving to watch heat i don't know why and i just watched it and it's a very very long film and i do think pacino is very hammy in it and i've mm. seen the film a, a couple of times but it was a weird thing that i felt i had to watch this last night and of course the original version of that because originally it was a tv series that was that was never made so they took the tv series and they turned it into a uh, made-for-TV movie, L.A. Takedown, which in itself is a very good film. Mm. But uh, Heat, of course, I mean, it's uh, it's just an incredible film. Yeah, it really is. Michael it. Mann, he can't make a film without a shot of the ocean, <laughs> that guy. There's always awesome. an ocean in shot. Yeah, no, good stuff, man. All right, what do we got up next? Uh, I think this is going to be one of your ten songs, isn't it? Yes, of course. Glad to see you. Mononome is the name of this track. So this felt a bit. Uh, it didn't feel shoegazing. No, yeah, but it wasn't a shoegazer. But they're listed in the uh, top twenty shoegazing bands. What was the band again? Uh, Mononome. But it, it sounded felt more like trip hop to me than yeah, more mid nineties yeah, than early trip hop. No, but yeah, they they came in in the top twenty shoegazing bands list. Um, I was looking at. Wikipedia shoegaze. So say, all right, what is this? What what constitutes uh, a shoegazing? What's the descriptor of? I guess so. It's it's uh, well, it's invented by you guys. It looks like British Music Press coined the term to describe the stage presence of a wave of neo psychedelic groups who stood still during live performances in a detached, introspective, non confrontational confrontational state with their heads down 
Non-clays. <laughs> Non-clays, yeah. To me, shoegazing was white guys who couldn't dance, and that's what really appealed to me because I knew by then I couldn't dance. So to see that there were other white guys out there that couldn't dance, I thought, wow, this is my music. I that's... found it. You don't need to dance to this. So you fit in. Yeah, yeah I, I really you. connected with that music. It was, I think it followed on from Manchester. It was a slight offshoot maybe that maybe there was a crossover Manchester and shoegazing were the only musical genres where I think I was there from the beginning. That was it. Right. Everything else, I've always been late to the party. Late but to those, the party. Those two, yeah, those two I really, I was there from the beginning. Yeah, and it looks interesting. I mean, I like guitars, and it's it's uh, the whole idea is obscured vocals, guitar distortion, feedback, and overwhelming volume. Yeah. So what kind some... of band do you think you would have been in if you'd had a band? And how big would the band have been? What musical genre? Yeah, see, it would have had to have been a rock band and and along the sort of classic rock type stuff, I would have thought, like a Led Zeppelin or The Who or um, or even like a Pink Floyd. Like I like the whole sort of concept album thing. I love that. Um, but yeah, it would have definitely been a rock band. And I would have definitely been the lead singer because I got to be up front. <laughs> but I want to play the guitar too. So I would have had to have been a lead singer that plays guitar so I could have the solos and sing and get all the chicks. I like the, I'm going to ignore that last word. Um, I like the fact that, I like bands like New Order where the guitar is very understated, where there's no cheesy solos. And I wonder, <laughs> that brings me to my next question. What kind of guitarist would you have been? Would you have been the one who could sing and play play at the same time? Because with New Order, they were very clever. The vocals, because the vocalist was also the guitarist, and he played. He had quite an unusual um, hold on the guitar. He played it like a jazz guitarist, yeah. very high up. But he would only play the guitar when he wasn't singing. So the yeah. songs were structured around that very carefully because yeah. it is a very hard thing to pull off. Yeah, B.B. Uh, King was famous for that. He could never, he could wail on the guitar and he could sing, but he could never do both. So he always played, then sung, then played, then sung. But yeah, I would have been a, a guitar player who sung because I like the lyrics. I'm a lyricist and the poetry of it also. I would have had to sing. And I like the guitar. I know you say it's... it's I don't find it a cheesy guitar solos, but the guitar gets a chance to sing, which is what I like. I mean, I can really get into a nice uh, guitar solo, the riff, yeah, that's great stuff. I don't like acoustic guitar. I do think an acoustic guitar, unless it's a Spanish guitar, is very cheesy. Yeah. Really I do. Uh, that whole I'm... MTV unplugged thing, I can't stand it. You know, I read something the other day, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, um, I saw a an unplugged version of Everlong, which to be fair was very good because it's a great song. I don't think he can read or write music. And yet the guy somehow put together one of the greatest songs there's been. It's, it's amazing that some people can do that mm. without actually knowing how to write or read music. And I suppose in some ways the benefits that they have is that they're unrestricted by the form. They're not, they're not aware of how something should be done, so yeah. they can just go off and do whatever's in their head. I think there's something in that. Yeah, it can push the boundaries because you're not restricted by um, conventions, which can be quite stifling. If, you, if you're the kind of person who 
will conform to the structure like you won't deviate from it then it can be I think it limits you I think if you're quite a daring person then you can learn the structure but are also happy to um, go outside of that once you understand the rules I think that's the best of both worlds so how big is your band gonna be how, how, I would have to be three three piece three piece that's maybe quite small. Yeah. So you're talking just a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer. Correct. No, no synths. No, no see, synth I did that synth shit. Come on, <laughs> I know you like the synths, and I got another okay. friend that's in the synths. I mean, I liked the '80s music, and I'm okay with some synths coming in, but I can't stand just synth music. Give Let's me... talk about the first album. What would the first album be like? How different is it going to be from the second album? You're going to be one of these bands who've made so much money from the first album that the second album, there's nothing to talk about. You've shot your load in the first no, album. No, I would be one of these ones that keep reinventing itself along the way, just keep pushing boundaries, just play yeah. forever. Yeah. I don't want to be a one-hit wonder and don't want to be a, a band that just sounds like the same. Every album sounds exactly the same as the last one. I grew up 15 minutes away from a studio where The Who recorded one of their albums in the late 70s or early 80s. I think it was when Keith Moon was still about. And famously, there was a, a zebra crossing near there where there had been a few accidents. So in the mornings, Keith Moon would actually help out the lollipop lady to help the kids cross the road. But I read the other day, because of all the building work in that area, the Nine Elms, Battersea, Vauxhall area, that that studio has now been knocked down made way for some other new build which is you know really sad that that's the story of south london the last 10 years so much history being lost yeah well it kind of happens doesn't it, i suppose yeah. yeah you wouldn't be too aware of it because you, you live in the woods <laughs> nothing changes there, i'm here in cow town baby you know you gotta like the cow town how I far do. would you have to walk to get to a high street from where you live well a high street for this area it's just down the road but you probably wouldn't consider it a high street i, I mean in southam's a you know it's a decent sized little town and the high street's just three minutes walk four minutes walk for me how did the ebay thing go by the way we're now in april how was that just a complete disaster the... yeah it was a complete disaster we made about 30 quid 40 quid so the driveway's not happening? No. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, I don't really want it to happen because I think, why Why do you want to spend money? It's just flipping pavement. You're just going to drive the cars on it and whisper now because you might hear me. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Who cares what the pavement looks like? What the hell is wrong with that? What did you say you're doing in April? What's this month's challenge? To be less of a control freak? No, see, I, I don't understand why you think I'm a control freak. That doesn't even make it's any the sense. Buttons, the levers, it's... Is that, that does, the help? I what get, is April? I get pushed into this role because all of you technophobes, I just seem to be matched up with them. So I got to do all the heavy lifting on the tech side. But I have to like it, so that's okay too. But I don't so, think yeah. I'd be coordinated enough to do what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So I fulfill this role, not from the egomaniac style or the control streak style. It's, it's the... But it feeds it feeds the ego. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it complements the ego. It feeds the monster. No. Heck no. 
Tell us about then what else you got up to in the early part of the week, because I saw that you were meeting your old co-host. Was that one of a number of people that you went out to meet? Uh, no, that was it. That was her. I hadn't actually, I didn't get out a whole lot. I mean, I got a chance to see her because um, she's getting ready to move up to Scotland, as I said. Um, I got another friend trying to arrange uh, a walk, but the kids were out. They broke this week, whatever. So got to wait till they go back to school to make that happen. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting for this COVID thing to blow over, dude. <laughs> I'm not all that, I'm not all that interested in mixing with loads of people. The Havana thing is, um, is that over now for good? Is that fair? Oh yeah, that's done. I mean, I would, I would have happy carried it on, but you know, I'm assuming it's going to be the same here. You know, we're going to be doing this. Then as soon as you get a better gig to come along, you'd be like, I'm out of here, which is why I have all these different shows so that if you bail, if my digital comm show, she bails. And now, of course, I've already set the seeds of my solo album. Soul Cruise on the radio is out there now. So, you know, if you bail, then I'll just carry on my solo career. You know that cafe that you used to record the Havana show from, has that survived the pandemic? I don't know, man. I don't. What I tell you? You did a show. You did a show there for three years or three I'm or four here. years. You're not even. You're not even interested in finding out if it's still there. I haven't. Is it all about you? I haven't gone there. I don't go. I've been in my bunker, man. I've been in the bunker. I'm going to be like those shows where they step out of the bunker after nuclear war, twenty years later, and look up and say, "Man, the world has changed." So it's like that. I don't go into into. I don't go into these places. I'm I'm curious now. Now that we're out of this lockdown, I might cycle into Limington Spa, have a look around, see what the rest of the world looks like. Oh, and should I didn't I come... know you were a big cyclist. I didn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. you were a cyclist. I got a garage, like everything. I got a garage full of cycles. <laughs> it's only one of me, but I got about how many bikes do I got? One, two, three, four, five. I got five or six bicycles in there do you do all the tight lycra wear when you're on the on the saddle uh yeah a bit more decent in the no in the summertime i wear my my lycra shorts so i can have my sausage dog out (laughs) 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 when i'm on the high street with his sausage dog (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's outrageous, this guy. <laughs> Are you a cyclist? You don't do the whole cycle no, thing. I haven't. I haven't ridden a bike since the summer of '85. I was just awful on a bike. Again, it, I'm just not coordinated. It's why I, I don't drive. I, I think I'm a, I'd be a disaster on the road. I do like the idea of cycling. I think I'd have to cycle basically in a park, and there would have to be no one about for me to feel <laughs> okay on a bike. So no skiing either. No, no thing no mechanical that you got to get on. Yeah. Just no balance at all. Skateboard? No. I had a skateboard. I had a very early skateboard. Um, You know, there's a very famous skate park built five minutes from where I grew up, and I remember it being built. And to this day, I've never stepped inside that skate park. (laughs) And interestingly, because skateboarding was very um, unfashionable in the 80s, in the 80s, that skateboard park, it was just full of BMXs. I was going to say BMX was the thing for me, man. I remember BMX yeah. is big, big deal. But I got my skateboard over there in the corner. Uh, and I got the longboard downstairs. What's the longboard for? Uh, is that a I'll, skateboard as well? 
Yeah, so I mean, it's like a well, it's a longboard, but yes, I guess they don't call it a skateboard because it's like more like a a, a scaled down uh, surfboard. <laughs> hey, have you seen the pace of some of those electric scooters? How fast they can go now? Yeah, Just no, I like it. I've got an electric away. bike as well, which is quite cool. So I've got yeah, so I bought an electric bike when the pandemic happened last year with the idea that I couldn't stand being locked down. So that's my way of getting some freedom and getting a lot of range. So just hop on that guy. And What's the difference, though, between an electric? Why couldn't you just get that freedom from a normal bike? Well, you can, but I can go further in a shorter amount of time. And physically, is it less taxing than a normal bike? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I only... It has... Pedal assist, five levels, but I only ever keep it on the first one. So the bike is doing 20% of the work and I'm doing 80%. If you get all the way up to number five, then the bike's doing 80% of the work and you're doing 20. But I always keep it in the pedal assist one. Have you used it enough to justify buying it? Oh, dude, I use it. I love it. It's like, and I go, like I said, I cycle, instead of driving into Limington, hop on the electric bike, straight in it makes commuting to if you're if you work and you wanted to cycle i always re- i would recommend electric bike because then you're not all sweaty when you get to work you can get there you can zip there boom do what do you thing. charge it are there various charge points now uh just a normal plug it's just so the battery comes out the battery is uh oh okay i'm saying high streets don't offer charge points for electric bikes no it's just one of these things you just bring it inside with you and charge it up like you would your phone and how much life would you get from a single charge well depends on how heavy you are and how many hills you go up Um, but i can get about 25 miles out of a charge but some of them can get up to 60 have a 60 mile range and i won't tell you how fast i can go because then i might get in trouble because the UK, you got some stupid laws here. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you got some dumbass laws. Um, let's get your other shoegazer. Which one am I playing? Sleep, is it? Slow dive, yeah, sleep. The band is called Slow Dive. Okay, cool. The band this is Slow Dive. This is sleep. a cover of a song that was originally written by a guy who then stepped into the band slow dive and i think this is better than the original okay cool let's check this out you know i like quite um moody music like this i get my periods of time when i just this is kind of stuff like yeah i would just kind of brood to you know i don't know yeah i like this kind of yeah brooding is a good good term yeah, yeah, this definitely be the type of stuff I listen to when I'm in that kind of when I'm in that space. So, what do you got going on over this Easter holiday period? What's your What's your plan? Nothing. Up early tomorrow morning, go for a run, and then I'm gonna loaf all day. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, that's like I, what you do. Yeah, all it the is. Time. What am I gonna do? We're in a lockdown. I mean, we're in a lockdown, man. You should be getting. We're out. not people. I I am worried that this whole thing although it's not going too fast in that we've been stuck in it for a long time but 
the behavior that I see in my local park, I'm sure it's, you know, it's pretty much the same all over the country. People are fatigued, that discipline, it's going to be very hard to maintain. And I want to come out of this. I want to come out of this long term. If it means (laughs) sacrificing more months to this way of living, I'm prepared to do that. Is that what it is? You sacrifice yourself. You know what I've been doing this week? No, not for the the good of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've had this virus. I don't want to have it again, believe me. Um, What I've been doing this week, um, because one of the benefits of the pandemic has been there's been no pressure on returning library books. That's starting to change now. And uh, I had a book that I'd held on to for a year, and it's um, one of those real meaty classics where the font is tiny and there are barely any paragraphs on the page. There are just 800 pages of text. And I had to start off with that book on the Kindle before it became available in my local library just before the pandemic. And I'd only got around to reading it back in the spring because I'm not a, I'm not a huge, I love Kindles, but I don't like reading big books on the Kindle. But this book, I started it off on the Kindle. I 500 pages were in the physical uh, were completed on the physical edition, which I then returned to the library, and I finished finished off the final 120 pages on the Kindle today. Which means then I can go back to a lighter read, and uh, that's yeah. always a, a relief. I, I love the classics, but some of those guys, uh, well, male and female writers, could have really done with some more stringent editing. They don't half go on at times, you know. And what are you currently reading right now? Well, I'm reading lots of football books for the football show, but for my own leisure, I'm reading um, Phineas Redux by Anthony Trollope, a late 19th century novel. I like Anthony Trollope as a writer. He he created the post box in this country. Mm. He was also a prolific writer. He would get up. I mean, his books average 800 pages. Nice. He would get up at five in the morning travel on a train to his work he built himself a portable desk which would travel with him and he would write in longhand every morning before going to his job at the post office that is a writer you know nice. that is that is uh commitment i'm looking at building a tree desk so i can go and work out in the woods i've seen someone else um done it and i was like i gotta do that so essentially what they've done is made you know a slab of wood and put um, the kind of shelf hanging frames underneath two of those and then they've got a couple of compression straps so they can put it on the tree strap it there slap the laptop up there and work out in the woods man and the outdoors I'm, di- I'm what's, down what's the idea behind that being at one with nature yeah you can go I out don't think, I don't think you're a guy that can be at one with nature look at your gadgets there's nothing at one with nature about I am you. You are Mr. Nature most, Boy you're one of the most materialistic guys I know look you, at you you're surrounded by cables and expensive <laughs> gadgets there's nothing about you connecting with nature I am Nature Boy so like I got all these gadgets, I've got a big you box have, yes. of all my outdoor stuff, the, the boots and climbing stuff. I got all my climbing gear, scuba diving gear. And how many of your gadgets travel with you as you go and do all these activities? Actually, they don't, So, which is what I love about the iPhone and the iPad. So, in fact, I was so happy when the iPad Pro got the USB hookup because that can function as my main pc so when i travel i have my ipad and the phone and that's all i really need and if when i'm go 
to nature out in the woods and it's just the phone and the cameras, but I don't really bring anything the else. Cameras, with it, the but plural. Yeah. plural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta have we've, the, had a, uh, we've had a song request on um oh, back on the mixed cloud chat, yeah. What song is know. it? It's let me have a look. Bang Bang Machine, Geek Love. Oh. I'm assuming Bang Bang Machine is the band. Bang Bang Machine. Geek Love. Is the band Geek Love. Yep. All right. Now we can do that. What's What's the band? Is it Geek Love or Bang Bang Machine? Bang Bang Machine. I don't know anything about this song whatsoever. Let's see if we can play that for Baxi before the show's done. You will play so, the next tune. Your cameras, what will you just show me there? Uh, like a f- oh, no, that's a GoPro. So right. uh, that's p- now become, so I've gone on this thing of, contrary to what you're saying here, is to reduce the amount of gadgets that I have to bring. So GoPro, while I can't do super zoom in, I can do videos, takes decent enough pictures, and then that's all I really need. And i got to... Does that need to go on another extender, or is that that's it? You no, use no, that that's it. I no can put it on the extender. Like that's just a normal tripod there. So, but it's just that's it. Um, but so I try to travel with as little gear, electronic wise, as possible, which I think is cool because it you got to carry all that shit. If you if you bring it, you got to carry it all. So yeah, so no. I always thought you used to shoot your videos just on your phone. I do. And in in a space of um what's the smallest kit I can bring with me. So if I can get something decent out of the phone, great thing with the phone is when I'm out in the wilderness, runs out of power quite easily, which you can't necessarily charge it. Although being a gadget freak, I do have a solo charger. Solar solar charger that I can stop on a rock and hook my phone up and let the sun charge it up while I'm, you know, taking a break or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. And now I've got an app that's going to allow me to do the live stream radio from out in the woods as well from my iPad. Just when your co-presenters thought they might have an opportunity <laughs> to do a show without you. Hell you no. Hands on. Hands, Hands on. on. I'll be, like, in fact, when I went on, when I was at the Radio Warwickshire days and I was in Belgium, I went on holidays. No holidays. I just brought a laptop with me, set it up right there wherever we were at in Belgium and streamed from there. There's no holidays, man. Forget that crap. Who's got time for that? Who did who does holidays? You like traveling, though, don't you? Oh, I love it, dude. But do you see that as, do you make a distinction between traveling and holidays? Because I don't like holidays. I, I So, but but I I would classify traveling as a holiday. I, I don't like either. Yeah, no, I, I dig on my travel. I don't like sitting around on the beach holidays much. Um, I like to get out and do stuff. But love being in transit, going somewhere, Ah, love it, man. That's one of my things I can't wait to do when we get done with this nonsense. I think you're going to have to be waiting uh, quite oh, a while. For come on, man. Don't say that. Hey, let's get some geek geek love on. And I'm Yeah, do I, that because I need to turn off the kitchen tap, which I can hear running again. Can you? Yeah. I'm going to do the original mix. I'm taking it. Cause is this a, uh, Baxi's th- track? This is Baxi's track, yeah. Geek love. 
That was uh, Bang Bang Machine, Geek Love. That was outstanding. That's a great track. Yeah. Aptly named for you because you are Mr. Geek, aren't you? You geek. I thought you were going to say Bang Bang. No, you're not Bang Bang. You ain't Bang Bang and nothing. You ain't had no Bang Bang in a long time. <laughs> this guy, how much have you had to drink this evening? Hey, we're on the uh, second glass now. I had to go. That song was long enough for me to get up to go replenish the glass because I was getting kind that of That was thirsty. outstanding. I was uh, reading up on them just now. So I, I, according to what I'm reading, they formed in 89, split up seven years later after troubles with their record company and, yeah, experimented with different styles of music. I think that is their most famous song, according to this. It's uh, inspired by the books of, uh, by Catherine Dunn about a family of freaks in a traveling circus. Got to hand it to Baxi there. That was uh, very, very good. A family of freaks. I love it. It's going to be a nightmare to edit out for the podcast. That song. Got two nine-minute tracks to edit out tomorrow. Yeah. All you got to do is look for the long wave lines. <laughs> hey, it looks like you need a haircut, dude. What's going on with that mullet of yours? Yeah. Well, it's not a mullet. It's just, uh, <laughs> I washed it yesterday. It's, it's, a, it's, it's you know, certainly what is a bouffant. It's a bouffant. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got a young couple living below me, which is not what I wanted at this stage of my life, you know? Yeah. There's all that young love enthusiasm <laughs> that I can hear coming through my floors. <laughs> Nice. You have to uh, tape it on the Zoom H8 and we can play it on the show. Maybe maybe that's what will finally get me using the Zoom H8. <laughs> there you go. We need to we need to add some some gimmickry to the show. That'd be good. Getting some real life stuff. There you go. That hey, there's a new segment for you. Get your Zoom eight, get your ass out on the street and tape some just get do some wacky stuff out. In London, and then we can play it on the show. Yeah? I think it's going to be a while before that happens. What happened to that feature we introduced a few weeks ago, Clay's Column, where you describe an album cover? I thought that worked really well. Yeah, you didn't You didn't ask me to, to describe. You pick a cover, I'm describing. Well, are you, have you got another song? Yeah, of course. I got Coming up, of okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine you have. We got loads of songs, man. Loads. Loads. So what have we got coming out uh, tomorrow on one of your many uh, projects, your station? It's Hatman is out in the morning. Yeah, Hatman's out in the morning, 10 o'clock to 10.30. Walking, Wisdom Walking with the Hatman is out. Despite his Friday night uh, commitments with the opposite sex, he's still getting up on a yeah, Saturday morning that. to do his show. And why would you have your house accessible by ex-girlfriends because he had the one girl over last week and then the drama happened because an ex-girlfriend showed up that came in through his back door what the hell is going on there (laughs) do you know what's that about it's absolutely insane man insane I always think that apart from being perhaps a bit disrespectful i just find it really weird if you've lived somewhere for a long time if within that place you bring in a successor to your long-term erstwhile or you bring in a succession of 
successors to your long-term erstwhile. I just find it confusing. I think that when something ends, something new needs to be born in a different environment. Do you think Otherwise, so? Just, uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel. So, you know, where I am, I've just never contemplated bringing anyone. Not that there's been an opportunity, but I would just find it too weird. Yeah. All right. Look, yeah. I got a plug. Uh, what what was sure. going on there? What was going on there? Was that, was, was that your beer? Oh, my burp. Did you hear beer? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I heard it. I saw it. <laughs> this guy. Uh, um, I have to give a shout out to um dave 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 and i've got to find the, the last name or else i'm going to pronounce it all wrong uh, dave culinary requests <laughs> no dave culinary i was listening to his show today first time listening to his show uh, it's called play the hits and it's a show out of boston and he starts the show at 606 Monday through Friday. So it's a breakfast drive time type show. Quite a crazy, wacky dude. And they got a, a nice little community over there as well. So I uh, I participated in that today. But I give a shout out to to play the hits. They gave us a nice plug earlier today on the show, Returning the Love. Uh, they broadcast, I guess in our time, it's like 10 o'clock. Um, when they come on, 10 in the morning, but 6 U.S. Boston time. So, yeah. Hey, are you able to discuss that thing that you mentioned the other day that you're going to be featuring in for a princely sum in London? Oh, yeah. that I was. In you fact, know, I was going to ask you that. Should I do that? I haven't uh, said yes or no yet. Yeah, I, I, well, personally, obviously, it's a, it, that would be a lot of money to me. I don't think that's a lot of money to you. I would imagine just looking at the state of your room there and all the gadgets, I don't think you need to do it for money, which then, for me, it's all about would you do anything for that publication? My answer would be no. That is a very right-wing publication. Is it? And also, also the theme of it. I don't know if you can mention what it's about. Well, I, I'm not... She didn't sign me to anything. It's supposed to be a bald thing. So they want me to be, you know. So basically they're going to do some kind of social experiment where they see if people on dating sites are responsive or not responsive to bald dudes. So you're going to be on a dating site for the purpose of this for article? For the purpose of this article. Obviously you had to clear that to Mrs. Lowe. No, I ain't done a, that yet. So no, That's a very strange thing. Oh, I'm not really going to be dating, but it's just, yeah. you know, because I'm for this feature on bald guys, they want to stick me on a dating app. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a hard sell. That's going to be a hard sell. Well, if they make jacket? the fake account, I won't make the account. I'm assuming that they're going to make the account. Um, so essentially I'll just have my beautiful mug there so i was supposed to go down to london and do the photo shoot for me a piece on male boredness it would feature guys who've been affected by it you don't strike me i've known you a long time you don't strike me as someone who has been particularly affected by it you've got a, a good life you're a successful man it's a good look on you so knowing you i'd be reading this i'd be thinking yeah but this is this hasn't really had an impact on his life. This man is living the dream. He's got electric bikes. He's got a garage full of bikes. He's got two mics. He's got God knows how many gadgets. He's he's married. He lives in a big house. He's not bothered about expanding his driveway. He's he's brought up two kids. One is in the army. One's just left home 
doing some bubble swapping business. I don't know. This guy has <laughs> not been traumatized by his baldness. So it, you don't strike me as the typical bald guy in that you're not bemoaning the, the, the situation. You're just doing this for the money. Well, this is, as I said, this is my second time. So um, the first time was a, an article exactly as described. They wanted to, they got a whole bunch of bald people and wanted us to describe what our experience has been like being bald. And for me, I was like, hey, you know, there were questions like, how long have I been bald? I've been shaving my head um, probably 25, 30 years now, easily. I started shaving it halfway through um, university. Uh, Wet shave or clippers? Uh, clippers to start with, and then just went ahead and got rid of all the fuzz as well and um, so for me yeah so that was i played that guy in that role the first time around i did it was yeah it's been good head's been here got my little people used to come by and rub the head for good luck and uh, so it's been good it does you know not everybody can pull off the bald look but it, you know it works with I, a certain I th- kind of head i think for black guys i think it's a great look i think for white guys it can make us look thuggish I think that's the difference. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's that much of a big deal for for black guys. I genuinely don't. And yeah. I can't really imagine you with hair. I just think your look really works for you. Uh, but you know, I've I've known white friends who've shaved their heads because they were balding and their partners haven't liked it. They've told them that they look like a thug, so they'll grow out <laughs> a white band of hair, which in turn makes them look about eighty. It's it's really strange. And also for white guys, well, it's about 30 years now, so I'm going back a long time. But prior to that, unless you were a skinhead or maybe gay, you wouldn't shave your head because yeah. it wasn't a great it wasn't a, a great look. And then it was two actors in EastEnders 30 years ago who were balding and both playing brothers, and they brought that shaved head look into fashion about 10 years before David Beckham did it. Yeah, yeah. So that changed things for white guys. Suddenly you had that option. Come but on, I Phil. Don't, I, I, yeah, Phil and Grant, but yeah. I don't think it's a great look for white guys. Uh, yeah. Not all of them can pull it off. You've got to have the right shape head for it. Because I had a boss who white dude that had a bald head, but it worked for him. Um, especially if you do the little sort of goatee. Um, I, I, I like what Larry things. David's view on that was that one of the great accomplishments of his life was to go bald without growing a beard as compensation. I think there's something in that. <laughs> also, yeah. his baldness, he didn't shave it. He grew out that band of hair, which looks so awful. Yeah, you got, if you get it, you might as well just go all in. That's how I see it. Go all in and uh, just work it, man. You can do it. What's going to be the decisive factor for you when it comes to deciding whether you're going to do I think this it's, I'm, probably, I'm more than like not going because I don't feel like traveling down to London by train with all these disease zombies running around. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's, if it was normal times, I would have just done it. Would have been no questions asked just for the experience, not for the money, but for just to go and do the experience of it all. Um, but I don't really feel like dicking around with the trains and driving down to London. Bleh. So probably it's going to be a nay. What has to happen for you to get on public transport again to chase the big bucks? Oh, as soon as we're, as soon as we, I guess when I get my second jab, then I'll just be like, all right. But 
once you get your second jab right away, you're going to be ready or are there certain obstacles you want cleared before you think, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go on a train again. I'm ready to try and live a normal life. What do you need to see before any of that happens? Or you simply going to place your trust in these vaccines, which are so new to do the job for yeah, you? Yeah, that'll be enough for me. Then I'll be back. Then I'm out. Then I'm crazy. Then I'm going I've seen nuts. The, I've seen the warning tonight about no households should be mixing indoors regardless well, of see, i know a lot of people yeah. who are mixing indoors i know a lot of people because you're not supposed to stay overnight either mm. i know a number of people who are off to different parts of the country staying overnight but there you go that's what happens when you lock people up for months at a time it's a weird thing to be living through such a historic time to have come through Brexit, which so damaged this country, and then to go through something which is a thousand times worse than Brexit, to go through the kind of thing that you know we we read about in history books, you know the 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 plague, the the Spanish flu, um, the issue that the Romans had, I think, with lead in their water that led to a lot of uh, a lot of deaths and perhaps the premature decline of the Roman Empire, at least in the West, and to 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 be living through times that can be compared to that i find that very difficult to get my head around you're making history man you're making we're living we're living through history this this will define us it is defining us this this is not about generations this is just about all of us it's and how is this showing up in your writing are you you capture well, it's, it, it, it's not because there's nothing, there's no outlet, there's there's no, nowhere to sell to. That's why yeah, I've been trying to Yeah, but you must be writing touch... a story so that you have something to sell no, when you No, I don't want, I, I made a decision at the start of the pandemic. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to write things that were current. I didn't want it to change that writing because yeah, right. it would have been easy to do that. Mm. And if we, if and when we get through this, then that piece would be quite dated you know, um, having said that, as I say to you, every time I watch something, for example, in Heat last night, Robert De Niro, when he's in a he's in a bar and he meets, um, I think the girl's name is Edie, played by Amy Brenneman, who at the time was very big. She just finished NYPD Blue. They're in a bar. She asks what he's reading. He's not happy that, you know, he's quite a private person. But then he feels a bit bad that he's been rude to her and introduces himself and shakes her hand. And you think, well, that wouldn't happen now. Handshaking now, <laughs> just things like that. But every interaction with characters that you see on screen or read about yeah. in a book, you think, well, what do you think about the uh, pub passport? I don't know. I mean, I've got my my problem is the obsession with drinking in this country. I think we've got far more important things to be worrying about than opening the pubs. I mean, obviously, pubs are a business, but it's this obsession with just going out and getting hammered. Um, I personally wouldn't want to be in a pub full of people right now. And the thing is about the this documentation that you might need to present at the door, uh, my understanding is, well, one of the options that are, that they've come up with is that if you haven't been vaccinated, then you could only go in the beer garden. Well, if you're in the beer garden with your friends and you've all been vaccinated, <laughs> but you see some kind of issue going on with someone being told that they have to stay in the beer garden you're going to think well why is that person only allowed to stay in the beer garden is it because they've not been vaccinated you're going to be worried about your proximity to that person and it's also the rights people's rights are 
going to be affected by this if suddenly mm. we're going to be telling people who haven't had the vaccine that they can't do this and that i mean how That's does that a slippery work? slope that's exactly it, it. is and that link I sent you last week about, um, I can't remember the company, um, employers want to introduce a way to monitor the activity yeah. oh, of those that's, working from that's home. Ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous. That's, that's well, outrageous. It's, it's I believe wrong, in yeah. that place. But do you think that's going to happen? Are we inching towards that? No, I don't think they'll be able to get away with that. Cause they, and then I, I read the follow-up to that, and they're only going to, introduce it in foreign countries not in britain but even still i think that's ridiculous that's going a step too far but i think you're right the passport's a slippery slope because they'll try it out in the pub and then there'll be other places that they'll be say well actually you need it for it to go in here or oh, actually and it'll only be this. just for the next year and then the next year comes around yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. extend it <laughs> and then it's going to be well we'll keep it in place so when the next pandemic happens, we won't have this mad scramble. So it'll be one of those kind of things. So, yeah, it's always a dangerous thing, man. I think our problem here in the way that we handle this pandemic, I think it goes back, it has its roots in the swine flu because there was a load of hysteria with the swine flu in this country in 2009, but it turned out to be a false dawn here. So we didn't really have to worry about it. And we, I think we just weren't prepared for this because... Mm nothing we we didn't really build on the experience of 2009 and it was i don't know if you remember in the spring and summer of 2009 it was a big concern that swine flu it's all oh, yeah. it's all you would read about in the papers I got chased by a while. farmer with a shotgun really you know, yeah he wasn't having any of it <laughs> we were on the right away thing but he was like hell no <laughs> I thought I was back in the States for a moment there, man. I was like, God damn. <laughs> so that, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Very good. Let's get another tune in because then we got to get ready to to call it a day, I think, man. And what's this track? What um, do I have to edit out tomorrow? Lush. Lush. Yeah, I know these guys. Yeah, nothing natural. Yo, 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 nothing natural, lush. That grew on me. Yeah, I, I like this shoegaze and stuff. I think it's uh, something cool to get onto if you want to uh, just... You don't need to get involved in the shoegazing. You no, stick to your genres. No, but, I, but that's just it, dude. If you looked at my music collection, like music that I actually own, it's very eclectic. Yeah, I think eclectic is a cop out. Well, what, you know, what's eclectic, the other word? Ec, no, I, I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a valid word, but I just think it's a, it's a cop out. I think people should be discerning. They don't need to like everything. You know, well, they should say, well, this is okay, but it's not for me. I don't really feel it. I don't care. Well, there are musics that I don't like. I don't listen Such to. A, well, since. Yeah. So I'm discerning, but I like music. If it's good, it's on the. It's in do you have something on in the background because I, do, I can yeah. hear an acoustic guitar? Is that good? a space? That's this is new, so a new development here, fading music whilst on the show. Yeah, I'm just happy. this is because this is it. We're done. So this oh, is oh, we're it. done. Yeah, this is this is our this is our we're uh, we're, we're finishing up tonight. So okay. I thought well, I'm happy to talk over one of your songs. So let's keep <laughs> chatting. <laughs> yeah, what um, is this? It's a uh, spaceman. Horse Jumper of Love is the name. 
Yeah, another top 20 shoegazing bands, apparently. But yeah, so anyway, music. My, uh, I like all genres of music. Can can I just say, this this will give us problems with the podcast if we're talking over a tune. Okay, yeah, I forgot about you. Yeah, the legals, you know. Uh, I forgot about you a little, so now you're going to have to... Edit all that bit out. No, You're gonna no, lose that, the that end. Rubbish, that, that rubbish <laughs> So music, um, I like all different types of music. Not every music, but there's a, a lot of genres. So I have my collection of music is huge and is varied. But there are things that I just can't get into. Um, but if you've got a good beat, got some good lyrics, got something to it. I can jam with it, you know, synth I find just quite boring. So that's why I don't listen to a lot of synth music. So you're not into ambient stuff? Uh, yeah, no, I, I listen to like chill out beat stuff. I listen to some ambient stuff. Uh, I like the whole sort of certain levels of the sort of trip hop piece. Um, I listen to a lot of jazz, listen to a lot of blues, listen to country, rock, indie, death metal heavy metal um i even got into drone metal at one point in time um i can jam to most of it you know it's good but i don't listen to a lot of pop music as in stuff in the charts currently um but yeah it's all good man music is good music saves the soul <laughs> music and books that's what my life is about that's and what gadgets and gadgets you, yeah, music, music books, books and gadgets. gadgets love my gadget do you want to see my latest gadget let's have a look what is this how necessary is it it's for my podcasting on the iPad doing the show from the iPad on the road tell, or tell, afterwards. Tell listeners what you just showed me, given that this is also audio. Oh, it's a road, road mic. The um, you NT, had no other mic that could yeah. do that job. Inti USB Mini. This is my no portable. other mic that you already have could have done the job. You needed another mic. But this is you small. Got too, you got you got it's, too much money. You, it's you, small, <laughs> portable. It's going to yeah. go right with my iPad. Oh. Yeah, I don't see you and nature being <laughs> uh, easy bedfellows. I just don't see how that works. You are so immersed in technology. It's going to, that's, that's what the setup uh, is for. It's for my mobile studio. I'm, I'm glad that you look slightly embarrassed by another <laughs> extravagant purchase. No, it's not extravagant. I could have gone extravagant, uh, but I didn't. There's some other things on my list <laughs> that I want. All right, anyway, dude, I think it's time to call it an evening. Yeah, I what enjoy are you playing us out with? Um, what shall I play us out with? If you had a, you know, added some more stuff to this. Oh, you said you didn't want to do Cherry Colored Funk, did you? No, we've already played it. If you want okay. to play the Lars, you can play the no, Lars. No. I'll do the Talking Secret. By Millie. Do you know them? No. All right. We'll play them. Another shoegazer. So, uh, anything we're plugging? Follow us on Twitter. I think the account is looking at the, the follower 
uh, stats are embarrassing. Try all you want, underscore. And that's our Twitter. And uh, Clay, do you want to give out the details for Wisdom Experience Radio? Yeah, so Wisdom Experience Radio, wexradio.com. You can find us there. You'll find the podcast. You'll find the on-demand version of this show on there. Um, links to the podcast as well. Links to the playlist will be there as well with this show when it comes up. Um, you can find us in the Wisdom Cafe on Facebook, so facebook.com slash Wisdom Cafe. Uh, so you can find us there. And, uh, yeah, that's the place to go. Our podcast of this show, if you have missed, uh, if you just come to the show as we're about to finish, you will be able to download the podcast via Acast and all podcast platforms uh, from tomorrow, late afternoon, early evening. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Obviously, it depends on how many uh, glasses of whiskey this man has had. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, great stuff. We'll end it. Our outro song, uh, Talking Secrets, Millie. Have a good week, everybody. Yes, indeed. 